Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello there and welcome to Lewis Black's Ratcast number 16. I'm in such a chipper mood because it's been really a delightful day. I spent three hours this morning in a, a dental chair having uh, surgery. Three hours of it. Three hours of dental surgery on a gray October morning. <laughs> nothing, nothing is better than that, I don't think. Oh, what a joy. Uh, I tell you this really. Um, uh, not to open up to a kind of a story as Halloween approaches, let's say a kind of an Edgar Allan Poe vision of, uh, you know, um, ooh, spooky tales from the dentist's office, or, or even to remind those of you who remember the movie uh, Marathon Man and that extraordinary scene where the, I won't even go into it. Because uh, it just—if uh, you've not seen it, it and you—and you don't want to go to the dentist again, uh, there's a movie you're going to want to catch. But I spent three hours there, and uh, the reason that I'm talking about it and sharing this with you is not to to gain your sympathy, but really to as a point of comparison. Because as I uh, lay there sucking up the nitrous, and let me just say that. Uh, if you've not had uh, nitrous oxide, as they call it, laughing gas, oh boy. And when you go to the dentist next time, just ask for it. Even if you're just having a, a, a cleaning, it is spectacular. But it's certainly not enough to, uh, to get rid of uh, all of what's going on during three hours of dental surgery. But uh, what I wanted to give you was that point of comparison that while I sat there, I realized that I would rather be seated there three hours of having a dentist. If you need a rest, boom, boom, boom. And, and not some, and some bad music at times. I would rather have been there than to ever have to listen again to Jared Kushner speak about anything. And I mean anything. Uh, I believe he shouldn't be allowed to speak about anything and should be thrown out of the White House after his little uh, discussion this week about what he thinks, uh, you know, his opinion of why black Americans, as far as he's concerned, aren't uh, progressing as well as they should be because Donald Trump has offered the president, the leader, as I like to call him, has offered him, offered them so much. And, uh, and his, it was, it's beyond belief. It was beyond belief. That's enough. Okay. Uh, I don't want to hear anything. I would not one second, not even a uh, nothing, not a syllable. Three hours in a dentist chair. They could have even done more hacking. I'd take five hours, seven, nine, twelve, rather than listen to him. I'd rather be in that dentist chair for for that amount of time rather than to um, to have to sit through those debates. Yes, siri Bob. Sure. Oh boy, that really decided a lot, didn't it? You didn't know who you're going to vote for before you sat down and watched that? There was going to be some sort of a change of mind? Really? Okay. I don't understand that. I'm not going to discuss it. I don't have the time or the energy. And three hours of dental surgery today. Three hours of dental surgery that I would rather have than listen to those debates. That's it. Done.
I'm not going to discuss it with you. I'm not going to argue with you about it, okay? Because you're not here to talk about it with me. And I didn't get enough sympathy. <laughs> also, uh, would not want to spend uh, not only uh, a moment at one of the uh, uh, our leaders' um, giant gatherings where, uh, you know, where they're packed in and, uh, as they call them, uh, spreader events. No, not one second. Uh, I'd rather be in that dental chair. Mm-hmm. Having them saw away, saw away, saw away, then uh, deal with the potential. And don't think it hasn't caused there to be a spread, okay? There are numbers. The numbers are there. They counted the numbers. That's what people do. They, they count them. Here are the people. Here's who got it. Here's what's happened. Here's who's been infected. That's what they do sometimes afterwards because people are really kind of in the medical community who have to deal with this shock. And they have to deal with it after he leaves town. No, sir. And I would not rather, and I'd rather not even watch the, the events on TV because they traumatize me. Uh-huh. Much more so than a dental chair. Much more so. Even in this time of COVID, all right? Even for the fact of COVID and that I'm in that office, tiny little office with two folks with masks on, going at my mouth, just going at it, grinding away, grinding away. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. Rather than watch those events on TV, not for a second. I'm in the highest risk category. And to sit there and watch that is more than my brain can take. It takes me back to when I started the lockdown. From the moment of March 15th, when I uh, walked into my apartment and did not leave for 10 weeks and did not see a soul. Didn't see a soul. Made me crazy. Made me fucking crazy. Made me pine for a dental chair. Made me have to go to the dental chair, you know? But I do hope um, that you understand that the main reason that I wanted to tell you about being in that chair was the fact that that's why the intro is a little shorter than it normally is. And I do hope you enjoy today's. It's uh, it's all, always great to be in Milwaukee, which is where the first two major rant shows today come from. They, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, one of my favorite states. It's It's been a little insane as of late, uh, due to some political nonsense, which is, hasn't really helped their uh, numbers in terms of uh, the health there. But, you know, hopefully they can get it on track. I guess they miss their bars. I guess they miss their bars. And I miss, I certainly miss getting to Wisconsin. That's for sure. But I will tell you this, the Paps Theater is one of the great theaters. It really uh, gave me and many other comics a home after the uh, after we were no longer performing at uh, Extraordinary Summerfest, which was really where I spent a, a number of years in, uh, in Milwaukee, uh, performing outdoors. The Paps Theater has truly by far the greatest green room in the country, and, uh, and what they provide the artists with downstairs is uh, just beyond belief. Uh, extraordinary music, coffee, a barista uh, who comes in. I mean, this is unheard of. Oh, wonderful food. Everything about it is uh, terrific. I've been lucky to be able to perform in that space. And, and I think um, all the comics who've performed in that space would agree with me. And from there, it was on to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, home of Amway. Bah, 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 bah. And also Betsy DeVos, our secretary of education, someone who's done really less for education, less for education than I did just being gassed up in a dentist chair for three hours today. That's right. I do hope um, that you enjoy today's uh, Rantcast and that, uh, and that you've been enjoying them. And it's, uh, I, I really deeply, as I say each time, appreciate the fact that you're listening to the, uh, your fellow citizens vent to the things that have been driving them crazy or that were driving them crazy. More will be coming. I can guarantee you that. I will plug again my um, special, Thanks for Risking Your Life, can be found on uh, all sorts of platforms. You know, uh, Apple, Amazon, Hulu, Zulu, Dulu, Mulu, Fulu, and Fondue. Fondue being my favorite. Uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, I'm going to have to go because I need a little something to eat. And that means it's soft food time for Lou. That's the, that's the real trouble, really, of the dental surgery. It's there's that three hours, and then there's the soft food. But I would rather eat soft food for a while than have to listen to a lot of the idiots I've had to listen to 
over the past year, the past 20 years, 30 years. But boy, they seem to have revved up. You know, they certainly have. And uh, a new Supreme Court justice. Wow. I'm going to look for some. No, I'm not going to make that joke. We're just going to move on. And I'm going to say thank you. Take care of each other. Okay. Thanks for listening. We are coming to you live from the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee is one of my uh, favorite places to play. This theater is certainly uh, one of our favorite places to come to, and I'm not blowing smoke. Um, one of the first places that, uh, that uh, one of the first states and places that uh, paid any attention to me was Wisconsin, and that's because these people... Uh, And a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with, uh, for some reason, uh, I, I ended up working at Summerfest before, before I really, uh, I worked Summerfest for like 17 years. I, I worked Summerfest when I really had, you shouldn't have been on stage in front of a lot of people in a, <laughs> in a tent where everybody was so drunk, it was just freakish. And, uh, <laughs> And you played a tent, and you played a tent, and at the end of the tent, there was a giant fucking midway with fucking, there was a fucking Ferris wheel and a fucking, fucking, nothing but rides. Nothing but fucking rides. And if that wasn't going on, one night I played it with my pal Will Durst of Milwaukeeite. I played it with him, and there was, we started our show, and they started doing fucking fireworks! (laughs) But, uh... It was really great. I opened for, uh, the first year I opened for Paula Poundstone and people just yelled at me. I walked on stage and they just started screaming, fuck you, whoever you are, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I opened for Bobcat Goldwaith and that was, that was great. And by then I was a little more, a little more, of, I knew a little more of what I was doing. And then, and I felt a little better after I watched Bobcat, who's tremendous. Tremendous comic and, and when I, it's now really a great director and uh, uh, and has done also some, you know for television and done some great film work. But he's on stage and he got a, a guy wanted Bobcat's hat and and Bobcat had to keep dealing with him. He's in like the third row and he's just dealing with him and dealing with him and, and finally Bobcat got him to take off everything but his underwear <laughs> in order to get the hat. And then we left him, and we walked off stage, and he was just, I, he can't, and Bob kept going, I can't believe this is what my life has come to. <laughs> and, I, and it made me feel better about my life. <laughs> I actually watched, uh, and I guess when I became a headliner and kind of had more of a sense of what was going on, because shit would go on, and you go, ha, ha, who gives a fuck? And because I, I started to learn to drink a little beer before I went on to just loosen things up. But... Um, <laughs> I watched literally, uh, this is one of my favorite Summerfest stories. I watched uh, a, a, a guy get, a, a, a girl was giving a guy a hand job in like the fifth row. There was nobody around. The people had moved away. And it, 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 I was like, wow. Wowie zowie. And stayed for the show. I didn't even know what pla- planet you put that on in terms of sexual shit. Unbelievable. And finally, uh, my uh, it was uh, my friend Punky uh, was uh, the stage manager there, and, and finally I'd finally broken through, and I was finally doing great there, and I finally had gotten it down, and I'd finally become really good at what I was doing, and I'd created a skill set, and I'm rolling along, and eight minutes into the performance, Punky comes up with an announcement and hands me this thing that there's a, uh, that lightning is coming. And that we have to close the stage. And I'm standing there going, you're fucking with me! <laughs> and then I was the last comic to appear there. I was, not that night. That was in, I didn't stand there and the people died. And they said, no, he can't come back. But I kept going and going and going until I was literally the last comic standing. And so I will always... And, and Summerfest... For those of you who have never been there, uh, is one of the most extraordinary festivals in the United States, by far. (laughs) 
And when I went there early on, I was telling my friends, you're not going to fucking believe this. Because like literally 25 years ago when I was first started doing it, you know, it was extraordinary. The price was crazy. I mean, it was it was the best and the cheapest festival you could possibly go to. And the range of music and the comics you could see was off the charts, you know, so. Yeah. So I'm, this is coming from most of you folks here tonight. This is from Russell. Give you an idea of the drinking that goes on here. Um, this is Russell. These Wisconsin people have taken drinking to the next level. And I agree with that. And I'm saying this as an East Tennessean who grew up with moonshine. It's fucking insane, but how else the fuck do you stay warm? But he's, and he's already getting into the swing of things. Like, yeah, I got an alcohol problem, but you know, it has to do with keeping warm. <laughs> and then to kind of just double down on what I just read, Jack Shafro says, I just tailgated. <laughs> Only in this city would this, would this sentence even appear. <laughs> I just tailgated your fucking show. No one, no one, Jack, has ever tailgated my show. I just, oh, fuck, I just tailgated your show in a handicapped parking stall. And then freezing my ass off, going back to the fact that that was the reason he was drinking. This is from Maya Brown. Our beloved Miller Park Stadium is changing names to American Family Insurance Stadium. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, lot, a long way to go to go nowhere, isn't it? Because really, American Family Insurance Stadium. Miller Park used to be such a... What the fuck kind of name is that? This is a city built on alcohol, and we maintain that standard with pride. <laughs> so Scott Holwinski, drivers from Illinois and Wisconsin do not mix. You get that Wisconsin nice where you sit at a roundabout where they let every driver proceed first. You know why Wisconsin started implementing roundabouts? Let me just tell you, everywhere in the country roundabouts are appearing and it's psychotic and people are not happy about them. Because you'd get four Wisconsinites at a four-way stop with everyone encouraging the others to go first. <laughs> but then throw in the aggressive Illinois driver who feels the left lane on the highway is their own personal express lane. They'll ride up two inches from your bumper even though you're already doing 90. Illinoisans just take advantage of that Wisconsin nice and it pisses me off. There's a reason they call Wisconsin Illinois' playground assholes. <laughs> this is this is this is a good for Dory Finn. For years, my mother has told me that she's praying for me, and nothing but terrible shit happens in my life. <laughs> I suspect that when she prays, God feels like she's nagging. So how did I tell my mother to stop fucking praying for me? Kyle Smith, I work at Home Depot. I'm wearing a fucking orange apron. Don't fucking ask me if I work here. This is... From Kayla Spider, why does the, I'm just glad you brought this ad up. Why does the baby bear in the Charmin commercials wear underwear? <laughs> None of the rest of the family wears clothes. Why are they advertising bears <laughs> with underwear? I mean, that is a, a bigger question. What the, f I see that ad and I go, this is, way too disturbing. 
and they're and they're shaking their tushies. I fucking and does it have to do with the bear shits in the woods? I'd rather they go. If a bear shits in the woods, do we? Is there toilet paper? I stopped buying Charmin because of it. I said, "Fuck you, you idiots." I'm not buying goddamn fucking toilet paper from a cartoon bear, you pieces of shit. I don't know why the baby bear's wearing fucking underwear. I, where did they find the underwear? John Allen, pro football players who finally make a tackle in the fourth quarter and pound their chest in celebration when they're, learning, when they're losing 35 to 7. Fuck them. That's really true. There's nothing more fucking irritating, especially when it's your team. And because I root for Washington, it happens a lot. <laughs> they get up, we, wow, oh boy, we stopped the screen pads. <laughs> I'm reading this because it's just, this is so angry on such a weird level. This is Paula Festinger. Fuck you, Toys for Tots. If I buy a gift for a needy child, it's an act of self-expression, and I need to fucking wrap that present. <laughs> I love wrapping Christmas fucking presents. Fuck the cause. I'm not giving any run-wrap presents away this year or any years. Stop har harassing my fucking mellow, you U.S. Marines. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is... I'll see, you know, Paul, I'll send you shit to rap for me. <laughs> Nothing I hate more than rap. Put it in a bag and fucking take it and sh shut up. And here's the wrap. Sometimes I put the wrapping paper in that I would have wrapped it in. Because <laughs> when I try to wrap shit, it's just like, oh, really? We, used, we just used $180 in wrapping paper to wrap a box that's like six inches long. Fuck you. But good for you, Paula, that you get it in that Christmas spirit. I get, but really, to tell the Marines to go fuck themselves. That's interesting. <laughs> it's a lot of courage, Paula. I hope they're not watching tonight. Um, this is from Laura, and I can't pronounce your last name because it's one of those names that has only one vowel. Paxipuski. But there's no P, it, it goes PW. How, how do you. Back to Pusky. I mean, not that I don't think you shouldn't have a name. I just like, I don't know. Wow. I mean, because I like to pronounce the name, but it would have been, I, I couldn't, you know, you, you can't go to Google and go spell it out and go, read this back to me, fucker. Uh, so, hi, Lou, you fucker. And then, uh, uh, so she yells about her, uh, she's up in the nosebleed section because her, I think her husband's a cheap prick. <laughs> but I won't go into that. Yeah, that being said, my cheap fuck of a husband. Yeah, I was right about that. But I think what's really great is the other, because I've never heard this before. I work in retail, the jewelry business. As the holiday season approaches, so does cold and flu season. People think my job is all glitz, glamour, sparkle, and shine. Well, here's a little known fact about the jewelry business. It's the dirtiest job in America. My job is germy, germier than that of a sanitation engineer. Here's why. People lick their fat ass sausage fingers to get their two small stuck on rings off to hand them to us for cleaning. These fucks think this is perfectly acceptable behavior. Who does this sort of shit and thinks it's okay? We see remnants of last Sunday's meatloaf splooge all over the diamonds. Wow. This is really this. I'm, don't even get me started on ear cheese. <laughs> That's why I love Wisconsin. So fucking gross. So all of you disgusting germ-laden fucks, stop licking your fingers. It's not okay, fucker. And we gag a bit by the way we talk so much shit about you when you leave. I think this PSA needs to get out there. And thank you for letting me get it out there. Thank you, Laura. Thank you from the nosebleeds.
Okay, this is, I, I read this last week. I have literally hundreds of, of, of these that I've put aside. And one of the things was, is that as, as we've rolled along, that we've, I've discovered that really the way to do it and the best way for this show to work afterwards is for it to be a show about whatever city I'm in. But one of the things I discovered last week, and I think I stumbled onto this because we, I just keep shoveling things in, and eventually there will be a book of these, and uh, I'll take the best of them and we'll sell it for charity. But this one, this one I stumbled on, and I can't believe I never read this. This is from Justin De La Garza. I think I had sex with a sociopath. About a year ago, I hooked up with this girl. Man, was she pretty with curves in all the right places. I went into her house and she had all this zombie and Halloween and heavy metal shit all over her bedroom. I'm a fan of some heavy metal and The Walking Dead and horror movies, so I didn't think much of it. She had this odd plastic zombie head on her dress. She told me she was a fan of horror movies and The Walking Dead. Cool. Something we had in common. I thought her room was weird, but not over the top. Red flag number one. (laughs) When we had sex, she was really into kinky stuff. Bondage, hair pulling, spanking, choking, role play, bite kisses, handcuffs, and dom and sup. All this is definitely kinky, but it wasn't anything taboo. Anyway, the sex was really good, so I didn't think much of it. Red flag number two. After we had amazing sex, we started to cuddle. After a bit, she pulls out her computer and starts looking at internet pictures of dead babies on the street. Yeah, and real people getting decapitated with a machete, not to mention rotting and frostbitten people. What, what? I like gore, she said. Red fucking flag number three. Now, I think most of us would already have crashed through a window. <laughs> what the fuck? My mind was blown. Did that seriously just happen? What part of her fucking what part of her fucking brain told her that was okay? Like seriously, that just happened? I don't understand. I think about fucked up shit all the time. I think everyone has flashes of how they want to strangle and smash someone. There's a dramatic line between thinking you want to kill the incompetent asshole who put too much watery ice in your vanilla almond milk latte, so then it tastes like shit in three minutes, and looking up pictures of dead babies while the guy who just fucked us in your bed. I would literally never, ever, ever fucking dare go that far. I ran out of a room, down the stairs, through the kitchen, out the door, down the street, or and, 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 and for fear of my life. I fucked a sociopath. Now this is something I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. Thank God I didn't forget my pants. I'd be flabbergasted if you actually read my rant. I did. Thank you, Milwaukee. It's been a pleasure spending time with you tonight. Everybody else, get your rant in tomorrow. I'll be back in Milwaukee. And then on Sunday, we'll be at Grand Rapids. And if you ever get a chance, come see a show here at the Paps. World's greatest green room, by the way. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
We're coming to you live from the Pabst Theater here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, sadly, I have to leave tomorrow. Yeah, I've got to go to, I got to, yes, that's the way life is. Yeah, mom told me it's one fucking disappointment after another. But we've had a, we have had a great time here. We always have a great time here, and, uh, and we love coming to the Pabst. I've been lucky enough to play this theater a lot. I was lucky enough to open for my pal Kathleen Madigan here. Um, and she shot, she shot her special. We, uh, this theater, to be honest, has there, you, go, you go all over the country. You go to theater to theater to theater. This theater has the best green room of any theater in America. No one, no one, no one uh, has put the kind of energy and effort into making a space that is comfortable uh, for someone who has to go on stage. Nobody. Everywhere else you go, you go, fuck, look at the spiders! <laughs> or you, you, go, you go for, sometimes you have, uh, you know, you, you get tested for lead poisoning. It's, no, it's really beyond belief. Even, even, in, even if you ever get a chance to see backstage, in a, you know, you go to a Broadway show and you go, boy, my seat's a piece of shit. You should see where the fucking artist is. <laughs> Your seat's a piece of shit. They're in a fucking, they basically, they, they fucking barely, they got a half a fucking toilet seat, asshole. It's a shithole. It's unbelievable. But we love coming here, and um, we'll continue to come back until they stop us. So thank you. So this is from Patrick, and I'm, I'm going to start with this because uh, this is Patrick Carney. He's here tonight. What do you think about the Bobblehead Museum in Milwaukee? And uh, could you handle a thousand bobbleheads staring at you at one time? Uh, that's where I spent the afternoon, and it's a... Uh, it's, it's fucking great. And uh, it was uh, spectacular, and it was really like the, it's one of the strangest, like, really a bobblehead museum? Son of a bitch. This has got to be crazy. It's the Bobblehead uh, Museum and Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, and that was really, the, that's the kicker. But it was really great because you go in there and you forget there's a level of nostalgia. You're looking at these bobbleheads and you look at some of the bobbleheads and you go, they built, you know, they're bobbleheads people. And you go, that doesn't look like Yogi Berra. That looks like fucking, I mean, it's just, and then they're on un, un, the, the, uh, the set of, uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, like the Ray Nitschke and others of that era, those fucking bobbleheads are spectacular. They're spectacular. Meanwhile, my, my Washington team, nothing! Five generic pieces of shit! You know what they've got for my team? The, the fucking, uh, the, the hogettes, which is the, the fucking fans, which is great because they're the really, they could start today and play better than the team. <laughs> but so now I'm so happy because now I'm in the Bobblehead Hall of Fame. I fucking evade it. And I'm serious. If you come here, you fucking go visit it because you're, you're going to go. Really, the bobblehead? Go. Go. I'm serious. They had to put my bobblehead behind glass because if you push a button, that goes, you know, go fuck yourself. So you can't. <laughs> it's not really kid friendly, but. <laughs> the next one's from Matthew Det Detman. This is, you, we get about one of these. I wish we, every so often you get, if the audience has to sit longer, we get a ton of this, because the audience really doesn't like to sit for very long, but, and blames us like we're the fuckers who are, like I'm shooting up heroin before I go on. <laughs> but, so they start looking around, and then, so what Matthew said is, why is that amazing, good-looking girl sitting with that schmuck in the front row? <laughs> It's unbelievable. I like just the fact that he, you make the assumption. You have goddamn schmuck up there. <laughs> Rachel Davis, why the fuck does Bed Bath & Beyond send me so many coupons, but I never actually have one when I go to Bed Bath & Beyond? 
<laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> they want you to download something. That's why, Beth. So it's on your phone. So it's always with you. And Bed Bath & Beyond can track you. And who knows how much... You better start taking those coupons because who knows how long those fuckers are going to be around. Mm -hmm. Not with two-day free shipping, fucker. <laughs> Emily Peterson, Walmart being open on Thanksgiving, which is bullshit. Thanksgiving is for eating and sleeping, not fucking doorbusters. Stay the fuck home, people. Kill Black Thursday. <laughs> And then, and then she signs it, sincerely a Walmart associate. <laughs> this, is, this is from uh, Minna H. And this is, uh, she came last night. And I just, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the show, this will be a reason to come see the show. So uh, I was at your first show in Milwaukee last night, and the information you imparted upon us, your audience about New Yorkers cuddling cows uh, to, to de-stress, stunned me. As a native Wisconsinite, I feel it's my duty. <laughs> it's really, that's so sweet. It's like, you're, like you're wearing a, a safety badge or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the Wisconsin Safety Patrol, Mr. Black. And before you go on with this mucking about cows, let me just warn you. I feel it's my duty to inform you just how fucking cuddly cows are. On average, and I'm emphasizing on average here. Wow, you should be, you, you, there should be a gig for you doing something because that's, cows kill more people in our nation per year than sharks. That's right, fuckers. 0.5 a year for sharks. Alligators, 0.75 a year. They only kill three quarters of a person. And bears, two a year. Those aren't three separate fucking categories, Lou. That's combined. <laughs> on average. <laughs> on average, this is really stunning. Cows kill about 22 Americans per year. <laughs> Who the fuck knew? <laughs> Isn't Janesville where they got that fucking big cow in the sky? That's why they put him up that high. <laughs> they killed 22 Americans for your cows can be fucking murderous. Also delicious. <laughs> anyway, have yourself a great weekend. <laughs> This is, this is from Teresa Esparza, $100 for nosebleed seats. What the fuck, Lewis? Uh, <laughs> love you all the same. Um, then you didn't buy them from the theater. You bought them from some fucker. Because you couldn't have bought them from the theater. Because they, unless you, you had to go somewhere else. And, and so I'm sorry you did. Remember this, folks, who are watching, and if you're, uh, if you're, if, you know, anybody who's watching out there, that you, you get, don't go to the StubHub and those pricks. Uh, basically, you know, what StubHub does at times uh, is they'll buy seats and then resell them later. So you kind of want to avoid any intermediary. And there's, I have a thing called a fuck you fan club. And, um, yeah! and you literally can take out... You, we take Ticketmaster out of the equation. We, we, we can get you the best seats, and it costs twenty bucks. And there's all, and you get all of this shit that I do every night. There's a vault of this, 150 hours of this fucking stuff, and you you have access to this and a bunch of other things, and uh, and you have access to the seats. So don't let this happen again. Or or maybe you you didn't like the show and you just go fuck him now. 
but it's but just don't do it. Just always try to always go directly if you can to the theater because it's uh, you don't really want to get yourself stuck with like, trying to get it through some other unless it's the last minute and then you're fucked. Okay. Uh, this is from Donna Krasovich. Um, I'm a high school teacher who's here celebrating the end of the first marking period on Friday. Lewis, can you answer your question? My students have been asking for, for me. I've been asked the same, uh, uh, the same one a dozens of times in the last couple of days, and I can't seem to come up with an answer for my students that won't get me fired. <laughs> this is from the students who, after nine weeks, from, uh, has a 13%. 13%, what can I do to raise my grade? 13%. Thirteen percent? That's not even. Which would be? You'd have to. You'd have to. You'd have to hand the child a pencil and just break it or eat it. <laughs> what the fuck? How is that possible? Thirteen percent. That's like. That's insane. I don't know what to tell you except to maybe send them to a state that's like fiftieth in education. <laughs> Just send a note home. I don't think your child should be living in Wisconsin. It's too tough. <laughs> you, 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 you may want to move to Mississippi. <laughs> I can't imagine getting a math test back and it says 13%. And then you're getting a math test back, you go, what does 13% mean? <laughs> I really didn't care if anybody laughed at that. That's the first math joke I've ever told. <laughs> Diane Zaner, Zaner, passwords, go fuck yourself. How in the hell am I supposed to remember the goddamn password pattern for every fucking site I have access to get through my day? All caps, no caps, special symbols, no special symbols. Can't repeat one you used in the last six months, and you'll be forever housed in Satan's anus if you dare to think you can write them down. Here's an idea, you little programming bastards. Make every site confirmed to two letters, two numbers, and one special symbol so my universal password can be FU98%. <laughs> I really, that's what fucking, that, that goddamn fucking a Apple, that, those fucking pricks, they won't show you the password. You can't see what you type it in. Then they say it's wrong. How do you know it's wrong? I can't fucking say it. I got nine dots there, you son of a bitch. The Midwest uh, mom rant from Beth Bell. Just heard another PhD on the topic of video games and children's mental health. I do not understand why people get so uptight. Like everything else, pay fucking attention to what your children are doing. Over the years, I've been criticized for letting my son read comics. My response was, at least he's reading! <laughs> then came video games, well, it gave him incentive. At 15, it gave him, it, it sent him to get out, he went out to get a job to buy more games. Fuck them all. My son got the college degree and by 30 worked his way into management. He took a job in Connecticut and his sister saw a vacation destination for the two of them for spring break. So the two Midwesterners with college degrees became New York City tourists. They get off the train at Grand Central Station and head out. My college professor daughter is equipped with trusty tour map in hand. First stop, Central Park. My daughter's trying to read the map and walk. And my son stops for a minute and says, I think we go this way. So she follows his lead. Might be those giant pina coladas at lunch. Of course they're from Wisconsin. Moral here, they found their way without any problem. Never being in the city, my daughter asked my, uh, my son how he knew the way. Answer, Grand Theft Auto 4.
And then this is it. We'll end with this. I just want to uh, thank you all for coming out tonight. It's uh, really always a pleasure to spend time. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who wrote in. And, um, and if I didn't get a chance to read yours, it's just because of time. Um, this is from Susan Marine. Why do the local news stations have to tell us every 20 minutes that it's unusually cold outside? <laughs> We can figure that out ourselves, don't you think? Why don't they tell us something practical, like where we can get reasonably priced clubs that are thin, flexible, and keep our hands warm and comfortable uh, for indoor use? <laughs> Although I have the news anchors to remind me that it is unseasonably cold, I could have gone on air for free and told them that they just ba- that just based on how my hands don't operate during this weather. Save them a lot of money on fancy cameras, green screens, weather maps, clickers, and whatnot they use to tell us it's cold outside. Not to mention the student loans those young meteorologists would have saved. (laughs) Put the money towards inventing a pair of practical indoor gloves. Just for the record, I could also tell them when it's snowing out and that the roads will be shit during rush hour. It's Wisconsin, for fuck's sake. Thank you, Milwaukee. Take care. Thanks to the Paps Theater. We're coming to you live at, uh, at, from 20 Monroe in Grand Rapids, Michigan. At the, we're at the Bob, right? The big old building. It's, I actually performed um, at Dr. Grin's, which is back there somewhere. Uh, I performed there a couple of times, and uh, I've, I've not performed a lot in um, in Grand Rapids. I think because uh, it's the the home of Betsy DeVos. <laughs> they don't. And, um, and I think I think she's very powerful here. Yeah. Oh, yes, she is. Because I've tried to perform here, and they went, Betsy says no. (laughs) Well, Betsy said no. (laughs) And she's doing a a bang-up job as our educational secretary. Wow, 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 wow. We don't don't even have time to go into that. um, But Grand Rapids is the... uh, is the, you should know, is the, uh, was the home of Gerald Ford. And, uh, and otherwise, I know so little about, about this town except for the fact that Betsy doesn't want me here. <laughs> and so we're going to go right to uh, the comments and the writing that we got uh, this evening from the folks here. We had, a, we had a lot of fun here tonight, and I'm really sorry you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very big here uh, on health. Apparently, this is the healthiest city in Michigan, uh, by far. Everything is farm to table, preservatives, wow. They, uh, they will not touch preservatives. There are, as a matter of fact, after the show, and this is a Sunday night, they're all gonna jog home. They didn't even drive here, didn't even drive. Many of them just had, uh, had fruit juice drinks, didn't even drink liquor, just said, fuck that. They drink a lot of beer in this town, but tonight they went, no, not on Sunday, not on the Lord's Day. <laughs> so this is uh, from Allison Pacino. The potholes here make the Grand Canyon seem like a regular canyon. Cher <laughs> Cazole, the goddamn potholes in this town, okay? All right, I'm gonna just tell you something. Uh, and, then, uh, and then finally, David Marshall, our state flower should be the fucking construction barrel. <laughs> We've had, had construction on every rotten highway in the city all summer long. The one highway they should be working on is the one they don't touch. <laughs> and it's fascinating because this is exactly the same. What really is stunning about what's going on right now with everything I don't care what side you're on, I don't give a shit what side you're on, that we can't do infrastructure. Every city I go to, 
Every fucking city I go to, and we do the, the, the live rant, everyone writes about potholes. Everyone writes about the fact that their streets are pieces of shit. Everyone, everywhere, all over. So you would think <laughs> that the representatives could at least get together and do something about that. Because there's nothing, there's no, I've, I've said this time and again, you can't have partisanship when it comes to infrastructure. It's too important. We all need it, okay? There's not a discussion about it, okay? It's just, it's, there is, you can't be partisan when it comes to a road. Why? Because there's a left side and a right side. Fuck you. This is uh, Victor Grunas, Lewis, you asshole. Nice. These cheap, expensive seats suck. We're too close together and on top of each other. Well, Victor, uh, you think I set up the room? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Talk to the people who run the fucking space. I get this about once every four times. God damn it. I can't believe it. It's like I went in and tinkered with the building. <laughs> There's seats everywhere. You can fucking move around, Victor. I didn't sell out. Fucking stand up in the back. God damn it. Move over to the side. Stand by the bar. Fucking put your arm down. Enjoy yourself. God damn it. Instead, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to fucking be painful. But every fucking... This is not so bad. You should see fucking some of the goddamn theaters you go to. They were built in like 1837. Everybody's like. <laughs> there are people who are so, who weigh so much, and they didn't even weigh that much now, but in comparison, and they sit, and some of the people can't get out of the seats. Seriously, after the show, we have to bring in stuff. They dig them out with cranes. It's not their fault. The seat was built for somebody who's like they because not that time nobody was eating. They they had crumbs. They could barely get stuff. <laughs> this is uh, this is this one is really Jocelyn Dombrowski. This I can't believe you. If your boyfriend is here with you, this isn't relationships. I enjoy driving my boyfriend insane and annoying him. And then I get super sad and offended when he calls me out on it. Wow. Well, that is sharing. I'm surprised. I dated a lot of women like you. Wow. But they are never this honest. That's fucking good. Wow. 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 It's good you get super sad and offended. That's good. Stop annoying him. Maybe you should do more two-day free shipping, hon. <laughs> this is Michael Waskellis. I don't drink, which makes him one of four people in the city. <laughs> Yet I live in bumfuck Beer City, USA, which is, they refer to this as uh, Beer City, USA. What the fuck? Can you possibly promote drinking and driving anymore, you fucks? <laughs> They do everywhere, Michael. Everywhere you go, so good luck wherever you go. They now even have those ads. I like the, uh, the new ads. For, I, I, I thought, wow, what a step finally, where it's the ad you have. It's, your, it's the beer you have after breakfast where these two fuckers are sitting on a couch waiting for the football game, and the, the guy comes out with like a fucking breakfast bun, and they're finally, finally, a, finally truth in advertising. <laughs> You know, as opposed to late at night, or boy, you know, here's the, where, you know, oh, we have our mellow fucking time with our fucking, God damn you, fuck you. No. Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to get over the hump of another shitty day, you piece of shit. Um, this is an interesting one because this is truly sharing. This is from Caitlin Bremer. I know there are major problems everyone has, and this one is minor compared to our political environment and all. And I don't think this is minor, but it is so fucking frustrating being a gay woman in a small town. They're either taken, younger than me, or I grew up with them. 
That's a whole new can of worms. Like I grew up with you and remember your booger faces and you before puberty. So gross, it's not happening. I'm single and work in healthcare, but I can't afford to move to where there are more single people who are gay. I haven't been laid in four fucking years. Holy fuck! I would explode. I would fucking explode! And I'm older now. At 26, I'd have been banging in the walls. I'd have been, I'm, seriously, I would have stood, if I had not been late in four years when I was 26, I'd have taken the toilet seat and just dropped it on my dick for about an hour. Just, just to give it a sensation. I can't believe I said that aloud. I'm 26 and thirsty as fuck and Tinder is no good. Half the people want to, to threesome and men make me vomit. <laughs> God, that's just great. Seriously, how damn hard is it to find a single lesbian looking for a date or at least a good fuck? Well... I'm sorry, Caitlin. You're going to have to fucking find a town. I'm telling you. Yep, I mean it. God damn it. Four years. You're going to... Don't worry. That'll motivate you. You'll be on a highway hitchhiking your way out of it. You won't give a shit. You'll go, fuck it. I don't care if I eat worms for a week. God damn it. But I hope it works out. God damn it. Men make me vomit is really a favorite of mine. I always, I always wondered what the tipping point was. It's just the vomiting thing, the gag reflex. I got it now. This is uh, Laura, Laura Gavarter. That's, I'm in law school. And this week learned that in order to invoke your Miranda right to remain silent when the police want to interrogate you, you have to talk and say, I invoke my right to remain silent or I don't want to talk to you. What the fuck? That's, that's somebody who, who must have been really fucked on the Miranda right thing. <laughs> Either that or just got the vomiting men joke. I thought they had to read you your rights. They don't? They, that, really? Laura, you're in law school! What law school are you in? Bimbo's fuck law school? <laughs> University of Michigan extension, extension, extension. Down by the river, hoo-ha. <laughs> Take a left. DeVry, DeVry Law School. Donald Trump's new school of law. <laughs> I thought you had to, well, maybe, who the fuck knows? I'm not. I had one friend who was going to go to law school. He lasted six months. Okay, how counterintuitive. People need to know this is a PSA. And as an, another example of how racist, crazy the whole system is, there was a case in Louisiana where the court decided a suspect was not clear in invoking his right when he said, I want a lawyer, dog. <laughs> Apparently, the police claimed to think he was asking for a dog that's a lawyer. <laughs> that's some police bullshit. The more I learned about the criminal justice system, the more I realized how fucked it is. I'll just tell you this, Laura. If you can gather about 85,000 more of these kind of cases, you got a book. <laughs> no shit. I want a lawyer, dog. What, what the fuck? Who the fuck you got to search, do a little more research on that? Who the fuck, really? What planet could you be on? I want a lawyer who's a dog. 
And then that would be great if the police were calling around to pounds. Do you have a lawyer? <laughs> Dev Wormelik, I'm surrounded by a bunch of conservative dinosaurs who've made stripping against the law here in Grand Rapids. Ooh. Really? Oh, well, I won't be settling down here. Why would you? <laughs> really? Of all the things to worry about. Wow. But this, I'm going to end. I think, wait a sec. I mean, there are two of them here. This is Jamie M. This is good, especially going into this week. Lewis, I had a very interesting week last week because I realized that the human brain has the amazing ability to overthink. And when you're laying in bed staring at the ceiling, you realize that you have nothing to worry about. But the human brain says, no, you don't get to relax. You have an existential crisis and enjoy suffering, thinking about dumb shit, about things like why we are here and why did the little bread tabs on the bags of bread disappear every time I put bread into the fridge? <laughs> and what happens to that one sock that seems to vanish from the drying machine? Do penguins know they look like they? Do penguins know they look like they are wearing tuxedos? You know the important stuff. Wow, Jamie, I think you need to, you may need to, wow, that's, wow. If you're still worried about the penguins, Jamie, I would just think about, about uh, that men make people vomit. That'll get you to bed quick. Christmas decorations should fucking go up at Thanksgiving. This is Shermaticus Bliss. Christmas decorations should fucking go up at Thanksgiving or preferably way fucking later. I don't want to think about Christmas until December 1st at the earliest. Christmas lights are a perfect way to take a perfectly reasonable neighborhood and completely trash the ambience. By far, the worst ones are those disgusting rainbow lights that fucking strangle every house in strings of elf cum. I would rather these disgusting motherfuckers paint their houses hot, pink than to see this shit every day from October to February. I can't understand what sort of sadist would coat their otherwise reasonable looking house with these fucking horrendous strands of shit out of one of Banksy's 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 fucking unbelievable goddammit fever dreams. The people who own these must be really trying hard to hide the fact that they are serial killers under all of that slimy degenerate holiday cheer. I will end with this, Polly Irwin, she's in the audience. Going to the, and this is, I love that a woman wrote this, that the two women win tonight. <laughs> this, I'm serious, the, the, well, the vomiting thing, will, uh, that's gonna stay with me for weeks. <laughs> I can't wait to call my, all my lesbian friends and I go, fuck, why didn't you ever tell me? <laughs> all I have to say was I made you vomit, that's all you had to say. <laughs> Going into the 2020s, I'm working on farting farts that smell like flowers. <laughs> With layers of odors, including vanilla. That's the original function of farting, air fresheners, plus highly expressive audio communication. We've barely penetrated our inner frontier, that of bodily functions. I can think of a few that haven't been named yet, and then there's the untapped region of hybrid bodily functions. You've probably already noticed we can't laugh and come at the same time because they're related. Well. Wow. I hadn't really noticed, but thank you, Polly. I usually feel like I kind of do. <laughs> Laughter is a diaphragm orgasm. That's why it's much easier to make people laugh if they find you sexually attractive. If we laugh really hard, then our eyes tear, and a good cry can feel as good as an orgasm afterwards. Just a different emotional path getting there. No. No, no, no. No, Polly. I like the concept, but no. Maybe for you. God damn it. Women, oh, wow. Women's, oh, this is just, 
I'm in a, I don't know if I'm, I'm gonna end up wondering about fucking penguins in tuxedos. <laughs> Women squirt from their eyes a lot more than men. But male squirting really takes the cake regarding the marriage of a bodily function and an associated bodily fluid. Wow. <laughs> when men come like they're Gallagher, what? They spray goo all over the place. Women will never have the equivalent of blow me for this reason. But you guys can't masturbate while you fuck. Well, how can you? You're... <laughs> Imagine if you could fuck a, a woman and masturbate at the same time, Lewis. Think about that. No. <laughs> What laughter and sneezing have in common is that they can squeeze our farts. <laughs> what laughter and sneezing have in common is that they can squeeze our farts. Uh, uh, what? I suppose a hybrid sneeze orgasm is possibly particularly during allergy season. That would be one satisfying sneeze. Contagious bodily functions include yawning and puking. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're a lesbian, it's up to me. I'd make seeing someone yawn cause us to have an orgasm, but I'm not in charge. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sad that that was where you decided to end it. If it was up to me, I'd make seeing someone yawn cause us to have an organ. Well, I'm glad it's not up to you. Well, that is really one of the, that was just, that, I've never seen a group of sentences strung together like that. But, but good luck, really good luck with the, the I really hope that your, your farts smell like flowers. As the new year arrives, take care of yourselves, each other, okay? Take care. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> ha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.